I'm Robin Birkin and welcome to the Fertility Warriors podcast, a place for women struggling to conceive to find emotional support, conception advice and real talk. To me, being a warrior means true glory is in rising every time we fall, having the courage to be afraid and being ready for whatever challenges cross our path. So welcome warrior, you're on your way. I promise to support and guide you on every single episode. Let's begin. Hi, and welcome back to another episode. I'm thrilled to be here listening with you, and we've had so many incredible people listening to the podcast lately. I just want to let you know, honestly, I'm so grateful to you, and I love coming to your headphones every week. It's a pleasure and an honor to be serving you and to be able to help you on your journey. Today on the podcast, this is probably something, I guess, for people who are still trying naturally and haven't reached a fertility clinic, but possibly also for people who are at a fertility clinic. And you might think that what I'm about to, you know, that if you're at a fertility clinic, your fertility doctor has addressed all things, but sometimes different people come at things from different perspectives and different ways. And so we're talking today about four signs that something might be wrong and possibly what those things are. So if you're having trouble with conceiving, let's just have this little brainstorm session together about what could be going on with your body. I know that sometimes it feels like your body is failing you, but as my journey has progressed, as I've learned more, the more and more I learn the more I feel that our bodies are these finely tuned machines and that sometimes our body is sending us messages all the time and we get caught up in our day-to-day life as a society we've lost touch a little bit with our bodies and often they're sending us all of these warning signs that we just aren't attuned to and also you know what like in schools, they don't teach this stuff enough. And as much as it sucks, fertility is not essential for life. So sometimes one of the first things to go a bit wonky is our fertility. And it's one of the things that can suffer when our health is out of balance. And so if something goes pear-shaped with your hormones, that's one thing. But if like your heart just started stopped beating, that would be another thing. You'd have a much bigger issue there. But when we're looking at things that have changed in our fertility, let's try and tune in and listen to what could be going on with your body that could be indicating that something's not right. And then you can go through and start rectifying those at the root cause. And that's, I guess, when we look at some of the differences between different modalities of the types of people who help people with infertility is that often when you go to see a doctor or a fertility specialist or an RE, their goal is to get you pregnant. Whereas if you go to see a naturopath or a nutritionist, often their goal is to address the root cause. So sometimes when you go to see an RE, it's a similar thing. But when you go to see sometimes more of the natural and even like traditional Chinese medicine practitioners, even me as a mind body practitioner, it's really about getting a little bit deeper into what the root cause of it is. And sometimes the root cause is not as black and white as you think. It runs a little bit deeper than what you might think. So Very first and foremost, if you've been trying to conceive for over six months, if you're over 35 years of age, 
I think you should definitely go to a fertility clinic or a doctor to get some testing done. The standard is if you've been trying to conceive for more than 12 months and you're under 35, then you should definitely go and get some more tests run. But if you've just generally been trying for six months, you're under 35, then something could be going a little bit wonky. And I've had some people reach out to me on Instagram lately for my advice. So the very first thing in order to conceive is to actually know correctly when you are ovulating. And there was a study presented at the Fertility Society of Australia's annual scientific meeting once that found that 57% of women incorrectly predicted ovulation dates and when they fell pregnant, 83% incorrectly predicted estimated due dates. It's actually fairly tricky. And I don't know if you've tried to check your basal body temperature before, but far out, man, it's hard. And sometimes like you have to be laying in bed and not move. And it needs to be as soon as you wake up, it can actually be really hard, but there's so many different things to ovulation. And we're going to have some upcoming episodes on really in detail, how to check your ovulation. But the very first thing, if you've been trying to conceive for over six months, is to actually check and make sure that you are correctly tracking your ovulation. So if it's not working for you, then maybe if it's one of those like electronic ovulation monitors is the way to go. There's so many of them on the market at the moment. I have a code for the mirror fertility tracker. So if you would like my code, which I think gives you a little bit of a discount, then come and DM me on Instagram and I will find that code for you. I just can't think of it off the top of my head. So you can find me on Instagram at, at Robin Birkin and I'll give you the code that I have for the mirror tracker. And the thing I like about mirror is that you can have the base unit of the mirror tracker and they're in development to try and get it to like help track all of these other hormones that you have. So you'll have to look it up for yourself for all of the in-depth stuff, but something like the mirror or the prove, there's heaps of different tests and things out there that you can get that will help you track what's going on there and when you're ovulating. But let's say that you've got that down pat, then what are a few of the warning signs that something could be wrong? So the number one thing that I would say is your cycle length and your timing. So not many women at all have a perfect 28 day cycle. My cycle always used to be 27 days. I've had a hysterectomy now. So in actual fact, I wouldn't have a fucking clue what's going on with my cycle. And that's actually why I'm going to probably going to be getting myself a mirror tracker. Isn't it funny that when you have infertility, you all of a sudden become actually so interested in your period and you love your period or like you just love that regularity of your cycle. You also become so in tune with your body. I could probably guess when I'd be getting my period just based on my moods and my energy. So when I is just guessing. But when I feel like I'm in that PMS stage, I actually feel really tired and I feel really unmotivated. And I kind of feel sometimes a bit like nothing's working, like that kind of mood. But when I'm at ovulation, I'm like on fire. I'm like, I've got energy. Everything's happening. This is exciting. And just generally pumped. And, you know, cervical mucus is a fantastic indicator as well. And so I feel like I could probably guess when I'm ovulating. Anyway, bit of a detour. So not many women have a perfect 28 day cycle. However, when we're in optimal health, our cycles should be really quite close to 28 days. So you ideally want to be in that like 26 days to 35, 30, probably 35 at the most days long, right? And you want to be ovulating right in the middle. And if your cycles are too short, 
or if your cycles are too long and it goes both ways so before ovulation is called the follicular phase after ovulation is called the luteal phase if either of those are too short so like if your follicular phase is too short the eggs probably haven't had the chance to properly mature if your luteal phase is too short then that could indicate an issue as well likewise with either of those being too long so either too long or too short is a problem so you can go through and adequately like check for yourself what is going on let's say you have a 28 day cycle but you ovulate really early, then that's a problem. Uh, So that's going to indicate that something is wrong and something is off. So you want that. The other thing that you want in terms of your period is you want to have a consistent length. So if one month you ovulate at 28 days and the next month it's 35 days and the next month it's 26 days, that can indicate that there's something going wrong as well so you want it to be consistent and you want it to be like a balanced and healthy length of your cycle okay so that's one thing so if that's off then that might be a sign that something's wrong and literally you can just go to google yeah we all say don't google too much but i think a little bit of googling can be a bit healthy sometimes and help you take a bit of control and find out who to go see about what but you can literally google like short follicular phase uh, and then see what they say but often for that kind of stuff i would recommend a traditional chinese medicine practitioner the next infertility warning sign that you might look out for is pain so many of us have grown up or how many of us have grown up being told that like period pain is super normal and that we just need to live with it when i grew up i used to have really quite painful periods and I don't know what the cause of that was and it rectified itself but having period pain should not be the norm and it can absolutely be a sign that something else is going on. So many of you will be aware that endometriosis can be one of the warning signs of endometriosis is significantly painful period. Give yourself a rating of one to 10. The higher you are to 10, when you have period pains, like you should definitely not be needing days off work and things like that as a result of your period. The higher you get to 10 in terms of a pain scale, the bigger the alarm bells are that something might be not right. And it's very common for doctors, especially male doctors, to dismiss these symptoms as normal sometimes we'll you know when we're younger we get put on the pill which doesn't really address why we're having such painful periods but endometriosis is basically what happens when tissue that is similar to the lining of your uterus starts to grow outside your uterus so it can grow like in your ovaries it can grow like all outside and there are different grades of severity but it can result in very painful periods if you have very painful periods does that guarantee that you will have endometriosis no it doesn't however it's a sign generally of some inflammation in your body so that something is not right in your body. It could be caused by diet. It could be caused by stress. It could be caused by all sorts of different things, but inflammation can be a cause of infertility just in the same way that endometriosis can be a cause of infertility and painful periods can be one indication to you, like a warning sign that 
something is not right inside your body. The next one is in terms of infertility warning signs, in terms of me like having alarm bells like wah, 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 one thing that people don't talk about enough is male fertility and men's sperm. It's like a 90 day thing, right? And that means that it can really easily change in either direction. But like the bad news is that many men kind of feel like they don't need to do a lot of work. And I can pretty much guarantee that if your husband smokes, especially if he smokes a lot of marijuana, if he drinks a lot, if he has a poor diet, if he's a cyclist or if he sits there and has his laptop on his lap a lot, then that's probably an indication that his sperm is below par. If you think about an individual sperm cell, it has to cram an entire strand of DNA into this teeny tiny head. It's like the smallest thing in the body that DNA has to cram into. So there's actually a lot of room for error in that. And that's why it's important to try and get it right. That's also why it's important for us to keep our scrotum cool. And so things like wearing jocks really frequently, as I said, putting computers on laps can throw that out of balance really quickly. So he needs to do his part as well, y'all. And let's not overlook that he could be doing something wrong. Can I give you a really important piece of advice in terms of male fertility? I do not know why fertility clinics do not run DNA fragmentation tests on men at the start. So if you ever hear me talk about, you know, what you should do when you go to see doctors and REs and things like that, number one thing is get a printout of your results. So you can actually see what tests have been run. You can see for yourself, am I in the optimal range or am I just one unit above in the normal range. It's really important to see that with your own eyes. If you go and see someone else, like another clinic or something like that, you can just take your results with you. You can scan them, email them. They're your results, so you have the opportunity to do that. So one of the things you can do is check whether they've run that or if they've just run the standard like morphology, motility and things like that. I do not know why people don't run this, but when you are about to spend, like drop 30 grand on an IVF cycle, I don't think it's too much to ask to have that test run. And for us, that meant when you have a poor DNA fragmentation, so we started off with a poor DNA fragmentation, but that can make the difference between how many eggs get fertilized. That can make a difference between whether or not you have a miscarriage. There's so many things that can go wrong as a result of that. And just with our lifestyles, oxidation, all of that kind of stuff now, there's room for error. It's not that hard a test to run, y'all. So if you are like on the IVF roller coaster, just check please that you've had that test run because I would hate for you to be going through all of this expense and it could have like you could have had some answers with a simple test and then maybe you are not a candidate for IVF but you are a better candidate for ICSI intracytoplasmic sperm injection because of that scenario. So the next thing that I would say is if you have lots of hair in unwanted places, if you have stubborn weight, if you're like fuck me if I'm not like doing all the right things in terms of diet and exercise and my weight just won't budge. If you have very irregular or no periods, then that's also a warning sign. There's lots of different symptoms that can be associated with PCOS. Sometimes you can have polycystic ovaries, but not have polycystic ovarian syndrome. You can be slim, 
with PCOS. You can be in a bigger body. There's lots of different types of PCOS, but those can be just some of the things. Lots of acne uh, can be a symptom. Uh, Sometimes when you have stubborn weight, it can also be an indication of a thyroid condition. But if you have very irregular periods or extra long cycles, if you have symptoms of insulin resistance uh, and are pre-diabetic, then that can be an indication that you have PCOS and it's something worth getting checked out. You can visit your clinic. You can be assessed for that. You can also go see a naturopath who can help you with that. And there's a great book by Dr. Fiona McCulloch, who I must get on the podcast at some point, called Eight Steps to Reverse Your PCOS. And there's four different types of PCOS she talks about. She gives lots of guidance, you know, lots of different things that are sometimes wrong in the industry in terms of diagnosing and misdiagnosing PCOS. But it's often characterized by these high levels of inflammation in the body and an excess of androgen hormones. You need to look at the root cause. One of the best ways to address PCOS is through lifestyle intervention. Um, We have lots of podcasts on inflammation. We have lots of podcasts on PCOS. Uh, We have Bridget Warren on the podcast at one point talking about PCOS as well. So lots of different hints and tips on how you can manage that. So those are some of the indications of some of the things that can go wrong with infertility and some of the warning signs of like, I guess, hints and tips of what direction you might go in and where you might look in terms of what's going on, especially if you've only been trying to conceive for a few months and you haven't had any tests yet. This can be an indication of something that you might want to consider or look into um, that might save you a lot of heartache. Thank you so much for listening to this episode. I cannot wait to talk to you next time. And if the Fertility Warriors podcast has been helpful, please, 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 please give me a review on Apple iTunes. It's really easy to do. It takes 20 seconds to do. And if you find this podcast helpful, make well, first of all, make sure you're subscribed and tune in every week. But then I would just love for you to give me a review. And the reason why me and probably so many other people ask for reviews is because You know how you have the suggested podcasts at the bottom when you search for them and things like that? When you have a review, it tells Apple that this is a podcast worth listening to for other people as well. So that's your way that you can kind of do your part in the infertility world if you think that this is a helpful podcast that other people should listen to. So thank you so much for tuning in. I'll catch you next time. Bye. Oh, Nelly, don't go anywhere just yet. I need to tell you about a few more things before you go. The first one is that if you haven't signed up to my Ultimate Fertility Library, then you're missing out. I have a library of resources just for you and you can get access at robinburkin.com slash library. There are cheat sheets, ebooks, meditations, affirmations, and so much more, and it's all free. Head to robinburkin.com slash library to get access today. And lastly, warrior, I'm not a doctor or a dietitian or a financial advisor. I'm me. And this information is for information and inspirational purposes only based on my own experiences. So please don't substitute the information in this podcast for professional healthcare, financial or other advice. Always consult your own professionals first. And know that in the world of trying to conceive, there are no guaranteed pregnancy or other outcomes. If you'd like to know more about my terms and conditions, head to my website at robinburkin.com. Thank you so much for listening and I will catch you next week.